0: welcome 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 to the earth is ghetto podcast take two this is not the first time we're doing <laughs> it but that's because we had some issues but it's okay because right. it's ghetto we be we be dodging and weaving with the issues <laughs> but it's okay we're gonna be all right um but of course welcome my amazing amazing co-host erin hello
1: everyone it's your favorite butch queen your girl your boy your neither. <laughs> all the tea and all the shade. We got a lot to talk about. Um, y'all Ooh. really been off, but we're gonna talk about it.
0: We're gonna talk about it all, my love. But first and foremost, before we even start with the show, let's go ahead and get into our mental health check-in. Shout out to Mister for King of Reads. <laughs> uh, but mental health check-in. How you feeling, Erin?
1: Um, I'm very broke right now. So you know, capitalism is doing its thing. Um, I'm not gonna speak too much about work shit, but let's just say it's work. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. I I'm very much on back with my Magneto team Thanos team Killmonger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you never left. I don't know why.
1: You know, I never left, but it was like dimmed down to like you know a diet Magneto. It was <laughs> cool. Magneto <Not>
0: diet Magneto. <laughs>
1: just- if I had power for twenty four hours, I'll just leave it at that. But how is your mental health?
0: Listen, if I had twenty four hours with Magneto's power, it's like oh my god. But anyway, um, I am, I am, not great. But um, especially I'm glad that you kind of brought up the whole capitalism thing. Um, I've been beginning to think a lot about sex workers and how they are just so demeaned. Um, because they work outside of the same lines um, that we do, because they're the, the the fringe, and I was just thinking how they're so much more free than we are, so much more free than we will e- ever be when you are a sex worker with autonomy. Let's make that very clear. Um, so, I, I I've been thinking so much about like. Um, I've heard people, I'm seeing all these posts about financial dominatrix and and dominatrixes and stuff like that. So I just want to let everybody know, if you see me somewhere, keep it pushing.
1: That's all I and, got to say. And girl, I need you to teach me your ways. Whatever you learn, <laughs> have me, so we can both take these money from these rich white folks, okay? Because all right, get,
0: get our reparations.
1: It's hard out here for a pimp.
0: okay. Especially since we self pimping, you feel me? But anyway, so <laughs> but I digress. Let's get into the mess. And oh god, starting with Jess the mess. Let us talk about just not so hilarious. Do you want to start?
1: Yeah. So Jess, not funny, took it upon herself to be transphobic. And once again, like when I heard about it, I wasn't really surprised because she has a history. Of being homophobic. She says she would be her son if he was gay. She's um and this whole, oh well, well, she trying to she standing up for black women because someone gotta protect real women. I'm like, this is the same person who was making fun of Meg The Stallion when she got shot by Tory Lanez making jokes about it. And you think she's and you think Jess wants to protect black women, this bitch does not give t- Let me calm down. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know.
0: let, let me tell
1: you perspective something. Perspective, that's all it is, and she's joining sides with patriarchy, thinking that it's going to save her. Mm-hmm. When we know transphobia, especially if you're a cis Black woman, transphobia hurts everyone. Mm-hmm. Like regardless if you're cis or not, it still hurts you because when we live in a world of war and anti-blackness, biology is not on your side. It's not. It's not on Black people's side. Period. They. Do not give a biology will never be on black people's side. I need y'all to understand that. And if you know your history, that can go with it as well. Because it's never on your side when you give it when you um in the hospital in labor saying that how much pain you in. They don't give a fuck. They ignore you act like they don't hear you. When you um all sorts of shit in the hospital. And then just in general, like we don't, because of our blackness, they don't see us as human. So this whole woman, we the real deal when you type in beautiful man go on google images right now and type in beautiful man or beautiful woman all that's going to come up is white people you might see a few sprinkles of racially ambiguous or light-skinned black a few but most of the time you're going to see nothing but whiteness because we make beauty equals whiteness in this society so this whole i'm bio i'm biological girl not in uh, under white supremacy? No, you are not. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I, I just want to tell everybody,
0: um, please read Medical Apartheid by Harriet A. Washington. Because when Aaron says that we never met the beauty standards of white supremacy, that is putting it lightly. We have never been a part of what anybody thinks is feminine. We are continually masculinized and not just by the by white people, by black men as well. We are constantly masculinized. We are constantly having our femininity stolen from us. And I need you to understand it's because we never had it. Whatever their idea of femininity was never included us never involved us. And I need you to get through your heads that every four to six hours, a black woman dies. And this is not including non-biological black women. This is not including trans black women. We're not including them. Which already tells you that there's a fucking problem. Because I promise you that it is at the same rate that we are dying or higher. Tell me where your pro-blackness comes in now it's so funny you feel like these these cis black women oh my god you've disappointed the shit out of me i thought there was hope for y'all bitches and i'm about to put you in the same lane as black cis men because Uh this last couple of weeks taught me y'all ain't shit
1: a long way to go a long way to go because how is the existence of black trans women taking away your your womanhood because if that's the case, and if it's that easy, it was not yours. I'm sorry. Because they're all they're doing is, is existing. And even that is a threat. So that just goes to say you just don't like the existence of trans people. And once again, it's like, when will when will you realize that patriarchy hurts all of us? Like, I'm so confused with that. Like, oh well, men. They want the real deal. I'm like, to be honest, they don't because they don't even like, they, men don't like women. It's just like the idea of y'all. They really don't even like y'all like that. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you know what's, uh, the thing that I find so crazy is that as cisgendered Black women, especially if you come direct from the motherland, a lot of cisgendered Black women end up having more testosterone in their body. Biologically, we lose. I don't know why you're trying to live by these standards of biologically, but I don't know before, but just like, I need people to understand. Um, So if you don't know, it was Portugal who actually came up with the idea of whiteness, right? An idea that they no longer fit. They actually created an ideal that they no longer fit. Spanish people are still white. It may be Chipotle mayo, but it is mayo. And let me tell you something: <laughs> at the end of the day, white people who are white people who are um, American white will look at Spanish people just because they have dark hair and dark eyes, still white, and don't believe that they meet the level of whiteness. When we talk about uh, Caucasus and from the mountains of Caucasus, okay. When we're talking about that shit, those people do not look like what we see as white. They look Middle Eastern as fuck. So the reason why I'm even bringing this up is if white people can extricate white people from whiteness, what do you think they can do with femininity?
1: Mm. Mm.
0: You never equal, ma'am. And it's nothing to be ashamed of, no black or white <laughs> what are we thinking how are we like the fact that you are willing that these are oh we are the gatekeepers of the period so women who don't have periods now what you don't matter right intersex people you can't possibly matter there's already there's over 12 million intersex people and you can't possibly matter um i actually was uh fighting back and forth cuz you know i like to be tussling on tiktok sometimes um and there was these several black women who were going on this tirade about we are the real women and where is our respect? It was never there. It was never given to you. You always had to take it. But now my question mm. is, who are you trying to get it from?
1: White acceptance. Who are you
2: to get your <laughs> femininity from?
1: And that's, Y'all not hear y'allself? Do you, know, you are more than your vagina, right? Like, <laughs> yourself. Well, I can bleed. Where's your like? Come on now. That's like you're forty. <laughs> you're more than your uterus. You're more than your vagina. Trans women on that. Most of these trans women want don't even want the fucking vagina. They don't care about that shit. They don't want no fucking period because no womanhood is more than that. Like, come on now! It's not saving you, and, th- and this whole thing. Well, y'all trying y'all taking stuff away from us. We can't never have anything. Name me a trans person in Congress who was taking your rights away strictly only strictly because you are cis. Name me one. I'll wait. You can't now. Name me a person cisgender who was taking away laws because over three hundred of them. Mm. See, it's it it's. It sounds
0: like we're running through a pattern that we don't care that we're in. And at this point, I gotta be like Harriet Tubman and realize not all of you can come with me. That's where we're at right now. Um, and as far as just Hilarious is concerned, I could be real petty, okay? i could be real petty i could say something like you listen you bad body ass bitch you had to go get a bbl so people would stop thinking you was trans but that never even helped your ass and that's why you so upset today but let me tell you something as a cis woman let me go ahead and bring up my my grievances with trans women let's go ahead i'm very upset y'all don't have as much cellulite bitch that makes me very motherfucking upset i got nothing but dimples y'all bitches Turn around and shit is nice and smooth. It's fucking sculpted and shit. It's spoken. I got like a dented part of my ass like I slammed up into something. That's obscene. Now, if cis women could go ahead and just be honest about why you really don't like trans women because listen, that no cellulite thing, that I, I had to get rid of that. That that fucked me up for a while because I was like, you bitches. But I have to get over it. <laughs> you know why? Because we're all black women at the end of the day. No matter what is going on, no matter what is happening. And I'm also gonna say that uh sorry, my 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 um what my, my vacuum thing is moving all on its own. I had a ghost. Anyway, but now I'm realizing that one of the things that i cannot stand the most is the hypocrisy of black cis women right now and i want to let you know you have a lot of books to read my love because the people who are trying to take your rights is the niggas in the government and regular fucking men of all shades are trying to take all of your fucking rights away so instead of actually trying to uh fix what happened with roe versus wade instead of trying to Go ahead and, like, get the wage gap down to here. We're going to be pissed at Black trans women. We're going to be pissed at trans women. Less than 2% of the goddamn country.
1: Okay. Y'all you're like y'all are not serious people. Like, y'all are just not serious people. I'm sorry, because the selective outrage is doing its... It is right there. Like, we have all these white men in Congress taking your rights away. And you want to be mad at black trans women not realizing that war and anti-blackness affects everyone, even if you're cis. Like, I don't. It's really sad. And I don't, once again, can't move forward until you deal with that and ask yourselves, why does it bother you? Because I've heard because I've seen it as well, like other black women come out and say, yeah, people be calling me trans, too. And I don't like that. Why does it make you so mad if someone um say hey like trans or whatever
0: so as a person and by the way i feel like most black women can say this i've been misgendered many times um and to be honest with you misgendered mostly by black men i'll go ahead and send a voice note and this nigga like oh that voice a little too deep shot it and you're like oh i'm so, i'm oh my god hi I'm so like what did you want me to say and how did you want me to say it And I'm letting you know as a person, as a black woman who has a cisgendered black woman who has been misgendered over and over, it felt like I was fighting for my femininity. But but the reason I felt like I was fighting is because I didn't realize it was already mine. And no one could take away my sense of womanhood. Just like no one could take away your sense of personhood. No one could go ahead and force you in one lane or another. No one can take this from me by existing. And they can't take it from me is someone mis- mistakes me as you. They still haven't taken it from me. Instead of thinking to yourself yeah. that this man has some really fucked up ideas of what is feminine and what is masculine. And even if that fucking matters, instead we're like, it's the trans women's fault. I need y'all to be fucking for real and I need y'all to get a fucking life. And listen, I love black women because I love myself. I love black men because I love myself. I love black people because I love myself, but I will not hesitate to extricate you from the community for causing damage, period. Yeah,
1: all about harm reduction. If you are a virus, I'm going to get rid of you.
0: Where's the chemo, bitch? Let's make this more <laughs> smaller. This is where we are. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. But, um, oh, I'm going to let you go ahead and tell the people about this one. Oh, Carisha, rap on beat first. But go ahead.
1: (laughs) So, Carisha, a.k.a. Young Miami, the more homophobic ones of the two, uh, (laughs) recently let her 10-year-old son throw money on grown-ass women, half-naked-ass women, strippers, and... She's defending it. I saw the tweets and she really just doesn't give a fuck. And that just goes to say how we praise masculinity so much, cis-head, Black patriarchy so much that it doesn't matter if you are a young, Black young man, you can be eight years old and do these things with 50-year-old women because at the end of the day, it's all about masculinity and as long as you're not gay. And that's all they care about. If these were male strippers or if this was a 10 year old girl with strippers or male strippers it would be a whole different conversation
0: oh uh, let, let it that been a, a little girl even with female p- female strippers it would have been like so this is what we teaching little girls right now but we don't talk about what we're teaching little boys but i realize that the reason that y'all love to have boys and why i see so many you dusty bitches who are like all upset at the gender reveal is because you feel like you don't have to raise boys and you know you actually have to raise girls but the re but the issue is is that we see what's happened with you not raising your boys Mm -hmm. we live what happens when you do not raise your boys but that's the reason why they want boys so bad because it's less work for them i ain't gotta care that's really what it is. It's just reason why I feel that young boys, especially young black boys, are some of the most neglected. People swear that I am a man hater, when in reality, I just want y'all to do better for yourselves. And I realize that the fact that you are over sexualized from a young age has a lot to do with the way you are today. And I'm sorry, Carisha, baby. Um, I saw that Breakfast Club interview where you said you would beat your son. If he came out as gay, I swear, a lot of y'all bitches be saying that. A lot of y'all bitches be saying that. Um,
1: Loud and proud, too. And then be confused when people are like, girl, this ain't it. Like, whatever. Oh, my
0: God. I just said this one little thing Um, that was super hateful, but okay. Um, So I remember being in um even a full-blown relationship. I was fucking this girl. And it was fun. I was like, fucking this bitch. It was great. Um, and then, you know, as, as you know, shit happens, she ends up getting a man later. She wanted me to make her a girlfriend. I was like, that sounds like too much. Um, and, and she moved on to the guy. And this was just when Empire had really started and, and really began to pick up pace before life went down in the toilet. Um, so I think it was like at least the first season. And I saw this tirade she went on, on Facebook, talking about my son can't even watch TV with me. like why is your four-year-old son watching empire which those don't seem like adult themes i feel like they don't realize that when they talk they just sound like bad parents i I feel like they don't realize that when you talk like you you're 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 his mother okay no it's fine um you want you want fox to do the parenting for you understood so when i went ahead and i you know confronted her about it and i was just like that you're your whole pussy in my mouth, and this seems a little homophobic, so I'm trying to figure out where things land, you know? Um, and she basically said, no, well, that's okay for us, but not for my son. And that's when I realized, you're stupid and we can no longer have conversations and I cannot be-. <laughs> i I was just like, I, I didn't know stupid pussy could be so good. Um, that was crazy. I was not I was not expecting that at all.
1: Look, I, it was I had a similar situation happen to me one time. Like this oh, nigga, I was with amazing dick, and then he said some transphobic shit. I said, "God damn it, it was good riding you, but I can't deal with this. That, what you said was very stupid, and it's making my credit score drop. I got to get out of here."
0: And just a message for for black straight women: Let's continue to keep it very pointed. Um, if he's transphobic or homophobic, he's also a misogynist. Yep. So the fact that you are okay, because I I need you to know what type of bitch I am, right? Because I still think dick is wonderful. I think dick and pussy are wonderful things to have. Oh
1: yeah, it's it's an amazing thing.
0: You really is, especially when done, right? (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you about my last experience when we get off the air. (laughs) You know, so (laughs) dick is great. Dick is so good, but when it's attached to evil, right? Same thing with pussy i'm sorry there are certain things i'm not going to be able to do there are certain things you're going to be able to say and do that's going to make you automatically ugly like like i'm gonna dry up like the sahara talking to you
1: bitch let me tell you something you could be the finest i ever seen in my life as soon as you say something transphobic or colorist or anything like girl my booty hole is stop tingling real quick
3: you
0: know? like all of a sudden you know like I, 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 I was so close I just hate how they be talking themselves out of the hole they'd be just talking themselves right
1: out of it like like right. just like girl you could have had the best hole of your life and now you just said some dumb ass shit now my hole is very loose now so-
0: <laughs> why would you shut up I cannot stand you anyway <laughs> why anyway so (laughs) there's just going to be certain things that i'm always going to call out and i'm also going to let you know i'm looking at other people funny and here is me talking to the other queers that seem to like to get next to heteronormative shit who like to be like oh well i feel like just hilarious you know she's just it was just her opinion
1: (laughs) my girl she was just calling y'all faggots a few years ago
0: the The Whatever. amount of people, the amount of queer people, I'm like y'all got a short ass memory, or you don't have Google. Either way, you're stupid. Either way, um, Carisha, learn to rap on B. Oh. Before, before you come, because it look. Let me tell you something. You fine as hell, but you'll be struggling, struggling to find the beat, struggling to figure out where it lies, and I'll be like trying to be like, oh, 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 I think but- I'm. Like, like stop it stop it anyway uh, <laughs> uh let's go ahead and uh move on to scrotum neck
2: <laughs> nice, <bro. laughs>
0: don't it look like you know when balls get real old they don't got that line in the middle no more so it just look like a bag and that's and that and that's what that's what his throat look like
1: yes yeah, so. <laughs> Senator Mitch Pigeon-Face McConnell was mid-speech during a press conference and had to be escorted away by his colleagues. The incident sparked concern as people believed he suffered a stroke. Hopefully he did. The senator returned after the incident and lightheaded him. um Once again, because I saw people saying, oh my God, this, this is somebody's uh, family. He probably had family. So did all the millions of Americans, especially black folks in this fucking country who he's fucking over making these fucking laws. I do not care about seeing white supremacists die. Y'all can eat my ass.
0: Listen, you better than me. I wouldn't even give them an excuse. I'd be like, and? (laughs) No. Just
3: like like
1: those uh,
0: billionaires who was fish confetti on the ocean floor? (laughs)
1: Like, girl, you might as well tell me water is wet. Like, I don't care.
0: Mm, Listen, listen, there were, I really hate the virtue signaling. The same thing happens when the billionaires died by their own volition, by the way. Um, Or when Mitch McConnell, who is evil, has a stroke. It's like about fucking time. So the rest of you that are like, oh my God, he could be like a grandfather. I'd be like, they could go too. Like, don't come to me telling me no shit because I'm not. I can't help you. I can't help you in the in reference to the um, what's that emotion called? Um, yeah, I ain't got it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever that thing. Is. Oh, empathy. There you go. I ain't got it for him.
1: Yeah, I can't even. I can't even spell empathy when it comes to white supremacists dying. I'm sorry. I really don't care. Like
0: the fact that people do makes me look at you crazy. Why the fuck you want to say this white supremacist so bad? What what is your
1: issue? Oh, so you you up. Oh And this so like y'all just do not have y'all aren't even ready for the conversation and don't even have the range to, to think. Why the fuck do do we have eighty nine year old people in Congress whose parents were slave masters making laws for this fucking country? Why do we only have, we have nine people in the Supreme Court? Making decisions for millions of men, because y'all know I'm radical. It's very much about the Supreme Court over here. But that's a whole other conversation. But why don't like y'all ain't even ready for that?
0: Bring back ageism. Bring <laughs> back ageism. I am not a fan of isms, but when it comes to politics, I'm sorry. We need to bring back ageism because you shouldn't be over the age of 65 and be able to beat anybody's political nothing
1: motherfuckers making laws who can't even control the fucking body because they are just one Tylenol pill away from being somewhere else. And you want us to vote for that and have faith in that? Girl, get out my face.
0: Listen, I I cannot, think about how much Congress buys and depends every day. Think, Think about the diapers that go through that bitch on a daily basis. I feel so sorry for anybody, like all them wet chairs that the workers gotta go ahead and figure out later? Listen, I ain't got, I'm letting you know right now that if you are past a certain age, you should not be in office. If you were born during a time where life was not equal for all people of all colors, you should not Biden, Trump, any of you bitches. Y'all should not. be making any laws for me we literally elected the guy who said that if you're not black if you don't vote for biden like it was a tagline only all people
1: (laughs) the nerve of him to say that it's like so if i don't vote for you is my skin going to turn white like i'm confused am i not going to be pulled over by the police am i not going to be denied loans anymore what are you saying
0: Yo, it was like when Hillary Clinton, like she was like, she's like, I got the hot sauce in my bag. Um, And and everybody was just like looking at her like, you know, like that old grandma, like when she goes to Mexican restaurants, all of a sudden she starts talking in an accent that she doesn't have when she orders. That's that bitch. Stop.
1: I know you niggers niggers love hot sauce. Let me just go ahead and say that.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. The only old person that I feel like should be taking any office is Bernie Sanders. And even then, Bernie, you need a backup, nigga. Bernie, you need a backup. Because, listen, I actually feel like that nigga's healthy as fuck. I feel like that nigga is healthy as fuck. But still, (laughs) because it goes all the way around. You need to find a predecessor. You need to find a protege. You need to find somebody. Because you can't just be up there like, tax the rich forever. Because you ain't got that much time. I love you.
1: Even then, his ass went um, more pro-establishment closer the more the race went on. And he wasn't as, quote unquote, as he was. Mm. But yeah, um, I don't care about the snapping turtle passing away. That's the, the turtles die really quickly. I think they only get like 20 some years anyway. So he's one lucky snapping turtle to be alive this long. Um, he doesn't have any lips, um, listen, looking like a scissor blade. It's like skin
0: over teeth. I've never, like, it's crazy.
1: Like, then that is what Lord Voldemort looks like. Yeah. That is.
0: Cause... I still think Voldemort probably is like a little bit more fit, but I feel like the coloring and the features, very similar.
1: Cause that nigga had no lips.
0: Yo, skin over teeth. I, I, like, I l- listen, can you think of a no lipped man who's good looking. I'm trying to think of it.
1: No such thing.
0: No, uh, Paul Bettany. He is actually a decent looking white man and he ain't got that much lips. But I feel like once he ages, you know. But for right now, you know. Glad you married and stuff. Anyway, um, so let's move on (laughs) to cosmological queerness. I am definitely going to have um, Aaron read this for y'all, but just to go ahead and preface, we have shows talking about Obatala the trans god of africa and we just able to actually find a little bit more information that we wanted to give you guys cuz i don't feel like you know how important obatalá was to african ancestry and to sorry in, in reference to just african uh religions and things like that and uh, african spirituality so i want to make sure that y'all hear it cuz i found more stuff cuz you got to look for it they be hiding you. period
1: obatalá the Orisha Obatalá is central to the creation myth of the ancient Yoruba cultures of West Africa, where he is also manifest in the white gods of creativity and justice. Orashanla, Oshala, Oshagayan, Oshalafun, I'm sorry if I'm not saying these names right, y'all. Orisha Oko and Oshafunfun. He also provides the moral purpose of the historical king, Shango, the Orisha of Lightning and Thunder. Obatala is said to have descended from heaven on a chain to mold the first humans, and indeed to mold every child in the womb. Although he is only one aspect of Allah Dumer, the Almighty God, who alone can breathe life into the creations of Ob- Obatala, a saint among saints and the archetypal architect, words, archetypal spirit of creativity, Obatala has been carried to many cultures of the New World. Well, for centuries he has been honored as the patron of children, childbirth, albinos, and anyone with a birthmark. In the new world, as in the old, it is said, quote, Obatala marks his children. In Yoruba, Oba means king, and Tala is undyed fabric, the blank canvas, which is why the king of the white cloth is said to be a tranquil judge. Obatala is honored with brilliant white cloth, white lace, white beads, and cowries white flowers, silver coins and silver jewelry. He is honored with white hens, snails, white melon soup, pounded yams and other white foods such as echo, fermented corn wraps and plain plantain leaves. His priests and priestesses wear only white, although his warrior avatars, Ajaguna and Obamoro, add a dash of blood red. Ochosi, the orisha of the hunt, is Obatala's scout and surveyor and guards and in a court of the altar of Obatala in the ancient city of life.
0: So one of the things that I wanna point out because I don't want anybody to get confused, when they say one of the white gods, it's one of the gods that they drape in white. And that is because, um, because Obatala basically embodies the rainbow. If you put the rainbow through uh, a prism, it turns into white light. So that is the reason why that they have that in the first place is just to give y'all a little bit of understanding Um, and I don't know if y'all heard it, but Obatala would literally uh, would literally create humankind created humans. and also what the patron saint not just of people with birthmarks like myself and maybe that's why i feel so close to them um they would have male and female um pathways that they would use and depending on how you're worshiping, worshiping them or what you need depends on what kind of gender that Obatala will show up as again yoruba is a language that is completely non-gendered when it's when referring to quote unquote the feminine it's one who sways and referring to the masculine it's one who walks tall. So I need people to understand that we were so above and beyond anything that colonial people ever brought to our shores. We were thinking so far beyond like like Nigerian people, especially as problematic as Christianity has made them today. It's crazy because before any of that, they wouldn't even give their children a gender until they got older and realized what kind of energy they emoted. If that is not an example of emotional intelligence, I don't know what is. Um, And this is just us continually to let you know that Africa is you as trans, non-binary and queer people. Period. If you are black and you are non-binary, you are trans, you are queer, like Obatala is someone that you need to learn about.
1: Even if you're an atheist, you
0: see Aaron. <laughs> okay.
1: You see. Look, I'm, I learned so much from it. Like, and that's the thing, like me and Sydney, we learn like, because I learned from her, she learns from me. You know, like I think that's a great thing. And plus, this is some powerful shit, because how often as black queer people do we get told, well, that's never been a part of our culture? No, bitch, it has since the beginning of time. It's your culture, which is why you run every, from
0: us so fucking hard.
1: It's been here since the beginning of time, and we are very quite divine. Ashley, you can't get no pro-black, no more pro-black than bitch. My existence is as pro-black as it can get, bitch. Bow down, hell, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bow down, bitches. Let me see. you know what? Let us both stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you said that.
1: But, um, yeah, so it's it's so annoying when I see cis-head Black people going back and forth with gender wars. Oh, as a man, you're supposed to do this. What, black women need to do this. It's like, bitch, we did not subscribe to any of these rigid colonial gender binaries that y'all are trying to hang on to. Like, we didn't even know, like, girl, these white folks came over here and saw the power and the multiplicity of blackness and how much we were able to accomplish with that without the idea of gender and force that shit on us. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that's, it's really sad when I see black men be so super macho masculine, do all this shit for, the, for masculinity and praise. It's like, girl, y'all are doing the white man's work. Like this is what they wanted.
0: And do you see the difference between African spirituality and Christianity? like? African spirituality is never going to deny heterosexual or straight people their right to exist. It literally just expands the mind to realize that other people exist as well. And instead, in more than just they exist, you should be learning from them. That's that's what African spirituality says. Your whole religion invalidates our existence. And you expect us to be like, <laughs> it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling in my... No, nigga, fuck you. Like, you hate us and every time we walk into your quote-unquote place of worship it lets us know that you hate us and i have found within african spirituality a space where black queer people not only exist but we flourish period and this this is for and, and i'm sorry i feel like this is also especially after talking to aaron more and being able to understand atheism so much more like i feel like black atheists should be learning about African spirituality Mm -hmm. and not to go ahead and be like whatever exists so and so this is just you learning your history this is just learning about who you are um and i thought for a long time i was like can atheists like have a connection to like their ancestors and stuff because it's my christian brain thinking to myself how (laughs) that doesn't work does it and the fact that these things are not mutually exclusive you can be an atheist and still honor your ancestors you can be an atheist and still like like i don't know how to explain it in a way that um people who are not in it can understand
1: but i can still you can still be a black atheist and still feel the lineage of your ancestors because those ancestors we have evidence of their existence. We can still feel their lineage, and this is and this is why, like, black folks, well, white folks would never understand what it's like to like feel that. Like, this is why I make the joke: though like, white people don't have ancestors; they have forefathers. They never they don't know what it's like to like feel that lineage. We, as black people, have a strong lineage, even if you're atheist. So I would never sit here and um deny that we we can definitely feel our ancestors being atheist.
0: hundred percent. And while we're talking about African spirituality, small deviation. White people, I need you to leave African and indigenous religions alone. These are closed practices and no, you can't practice it. You are not able to just use any type of sage You are not able, (laughs) there's a lot of practices that are completely closed that do not work for you and you're only going to be doing yourself damage. But instead of listening to African spiritualists, instead of actually realizing that you were colonized too, white people were colonized by other white people. So whatever culture that you have has been stolen from you as well. They just brainwashed you better into not even wanting to search for it. Mm. I'm sorry. Because there's, there's Celtic, there's Pagan, there's all of these different things that are around. So when I see white people like in the space with African spirituality, why the fuck are you here? Especially then, if it's
3: hoodoo I, or
1: voodoo.
0: This was created to fight you, bitch. Why are you asking our God's
3: for help?
1: And then wonder why your life is in shambles and why you're being cursed and all this other shit because you don't know how to stay in your white-ass business. You want to once again... Take some. Never mind. I'm not going to get into a tangent. But yeah, play stupid games, win stupid prizes.
0: Oh, and and shout out to that one white guy who went to like an African spiritualist like uh, get together and saw like actual African witch doctors using uh um uh, actually using gunpowder and decided to go home and do it himself. Those are third degree burns you got on your hands. Literally. But anyway. Moving on, (laughs) Um, there is a video that I want to play you in reference to the next clips. I want y'all to listen carefully um, because we always talk about the nuclear family, um, especially black straight men, Jesus Christ. You guys won't leave that shit alone. Um, And I wanted to talk about a lot of the things that come with the nuclear black family that we, or just the nuclear family in general that we don't consider, especially in reference to women.
3: You know, what, what what y'all are for you and you're saying you're leaving because you have to do everything but then when you leave you still got to do everything see that's what you don't get y'all, like see y'all think that y'all get in the house ain't extra work let me tell you something by me living by myself i don't have as much work as I would if another motherfucker was here, okay? Damn right? Yeah, right, right, right. You don't understand. I ain't got to. I ain't got to cook every day. I ain't got to clean every day. I only got me and my clothes, me and my child clothes to wash. I ain't got to. I don't have to manage you, sir. That's less work. And as usual, the staff's backup, Princella, aka Peppi. According to this Slate.com article. All the single mothers, a new study shows that single moms spend less time on housework and more time on leisure and sleeping compared to married moms. This article breaks down this study titled Marital Status and Mother's Time Use by these sociologists. They looked at data collected on more than 23,000 mothers married separated, divorced, widowed, or otherwise unpartnered. Between the ages of 18 to 54, living with children under the age of 13. And here's what they found. This is the actual link from that first article. When there's a man in the house, U.S. mothers sleep less and spend more time on tasks like cooking, laundry, and cleaning, despite having someone to share the load for undone housework. Even when mom is the sole breadwinner, she doesn't get a break from housework on her days off, doing three times as much cooking, cleaning, and laundry compared to what sole breadwinner fathers do on their days off. The idea that a mother does more housework when she has a partner or spouse may sound counterintuitive, but it's the reality in most American households that demographer Linda Jacobson. Soul breadwinner mothers spend about an hour on tasks like cooking and cleaning, while sole breadwinner fathers spend only about ten minutes. When the at-home parent is a mother, there's a clear expectation that she'll be in charge of the family's domestic life. That's not necessarily the case when the at-home parent is the father. Back to the Slate article, divorce, as it turns out, can bring freedom not only from a broken relationship, but from the day-to-day grind that is the performance of motherdom. There is no need to be seen as constantly cooking, bathing, doing laundry, and cleaning up when no one is watching. There's also less need to spend a bunch of time nagging. Not the kids but they're dead. How many women feel that the man they married self-advertises a progressive partner only to be pretty darn retrograde when it came to divining up labor once the kids came along? How many women feel that rather than pass to their spouse and end up at best with a task half done or done badly, they should just go ahead and arrange the play date, schedule the doctor's appointment, make the lasagna themselves? How many of these women, like their husbands, work full-time jobs? The researchers wrote, quote, transitions into parenthood among married couples increase mothers' households and care work and reduce father's household work even among couples with egalitarian patterns before the birth of a child and she goes on to explain why and according to the research this applies across the board to all married and single mothers it don't matter what race what socioeconomic background education it's the same so when pastor p says having a man in the house makes life more difficult for women She ain't lying.
0: So one of the first things, um, upon hearing this, I want to say first of all, facts. Um, I have been in relationships with men, and I think only save for one, um, no, save for two. There were I had to kind of take on the mothering status. I'm filing taxes. I'm making grocery lists. I'm making doctor's appointments. I'm setting out clothes. This is not my child. This is someone I fuck. Mm. That in my mind seemed normal because. It was something that I saw in a bunch of different relationships in front of me, not in the relationship I saw with my parents because my mom was the breadwinner. But my father was still trying to take on the role as, quote unquote, head of the household, even though he wasn't taking care of anything that my mom would have been taking care of if she was the one that was at home. So when she was home, she had to take care of the things that ended up happening for him as well as us. Like my mom would use her one day off to take us to all of her lessons. She would take us to all of our projects and shit like that. That man didn't do shit. Mm. That is not, and that is not an anomaly. That's happening constantly where women feel like they are mothering their partners, where they feel like they can't do things without them. Regular logistic shit. I'm gonna have to sign up for something. So you're not gonna look it up? You're not gonna help me? I, 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 I've I been there. But one thing I will say about Pastor P or uh, <laughs> Princella, the queen maker, as she goes by, is that as much sense as she makes, there is a lot of things that she says that is ridiculously toxic.
1: If, very good. Yeah, it's very. A lot of this stuff is once again coming from a cis head point of view. Everything is from a cis head mindset. What about everyone that's? What about people that's in between or don't subscribe to what it means to be a man or what it means to be a woman? I don't subscribe. I know you already know. I don't subscribe to neither. So it's like once it, this lacks nuance, and again going back to pre-colonial Africa. <laughs> Black, we didn't this whole gender war shit, and it's, oh, as, and you do this, and the wife. We have female husbands and husband wives. So while we having conversations like this every fucking day,
0: and and this is the thing, I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about society as it is and what a lot of cisgendered males have been indoctrinated into doing. I have an issue when she says, "Well, men are incapable of love." So intersex people who identify as men, trans men, non-binary people, what do you tell them? Your testosterone ruins you? What do you tell the cisgendered black woman that has more testosterone than the average man naturally? What do you say to her? That to me is very, very toxic for me to go ahead and boil down the fact that you are acting up to your biology sounds like eugenics. Yeah. Like, like, I know that's not where she thinks it's going, but yeah, this is where I see it. It feels like, it feels very eugenics, it does. Because there is so many pansexual men, bisexual men, uh, demisexual men, asexual men, like they're like, who are you talking about right now? Now, if you're talking about the way that cisgendered men have been indoctrinated to be, which by the way, is still not an excuse for them being the way they are, is 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 very um limiting to me. And I think it's very damaging for the black community to believe that, oh, because you were born this way, you will act this way. I think we have enough of that.
1: Yep, absolutely. And like I said, this whole idea of the nuclear family is a white supremacist like talking point and is a a European export. Because again, we did not subscribe to nuclear, the idea of a nuclear family in pre-colonial Africa. So (laughs) I just, yeah. Um,
0: I I hate to bring it back to the trans women issue, but it's like, y'all got all of these ideas about who we are. And it tells me you haven't read any books on us yet. That's what it tells me. And um, I think we need um, a lot more uh, just just openness when it comes to this biology thing. There's not just two genders. Do you know that Jewish people originally said, thought that they were originally said there were six different genders? Yeah. We have all of these, uh, whether it's indigenous communities where they say, oh, it's two spirit or they say like, Y'all gotta stop, cause you're trying to tell me that I'm stupid and I'm the one that's reading, and that feels really backwards to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's really embarrassing. That's why I don't go back and forth with them. Like I just have to tell myself, some people are just literally dumbasses. Like, why am I wasting my time trying to educate people who just don't want to be educated? You just don't fucking like trans people. You don't like non-binary people. Just say that. But this whole, oh, this is new. This is no, this is not. You just don't fucking like it.
0: Or you don't read. And either way, we don't want to talk to you. This is why you will never see Aaron and I be like, oh, let's bring a white supremacist on and give him a
1: conversation. No what? Because, girl, I'd be seeing some black folks do that on TikTok Live. they be like, let's make things spicy and bring on the racist and challenge his thinking points. I'm like, you're not going to get to him. He's...
0: (laughs) Are you just trying to make them sound stupid? Because that's easy. You could do them without them even being there. You don't have to give this nigga a platform and let him be able to speak to your whole fucking audience. Because I feel like that's a problem. I, I have an issue. Okay, I don't have an issue with the debate that goes on. I have a problem about how the debate goes on because sometimes i will see some very very white leftists on there and i'm like do you even care about the point or do you just want to go ahead and dunk on somebody real quick
1: this is where i usually only follow like if i'm again leftist once again y'all leftist does not mean liberal or democrat that's not what leftist is leftist is socialism on left very much anti-establishment, very much like girl. The Democrats think we're crazy. I need you to understand. We like because <laughs> I, like, I feel like they don't get it. They're
0: just like, oh, you must love Biden because I talk shit about Trump. Who the fuck wants that 80-year-old I'm not a racist today, nigga, inside the White House? That's not what I wanted.
1: Yeah, I only leftists. And even then, I'm only really keeping it with black leftists because you are right, white leftists baby it's like girl
0: like are you arguing because you because this is the this is the issue that I have with debate it's because they get upset when people get too passionate about debate but I'm but what I'm not what I'm realizing is when people say oh you're getting too passionate about debate you're usually talking to white folks and that's the truth because you don't got a dog in this fucking fight other than being right in the moment. Yeah. So I don't trust you, Don. I don't trust you. And that's the truth. And I feel like if you really are um, a, a leftist that happens to be white, you will understand why I say that.
1: If you are a white person and you get upset at hearing a black person say, I don't trust white people, then you might need to reevaluate yourself because it's you don't have the range to think to yourself, hmm what's the root issue as to why black people in america do not trust white people
0: (laughs) i wonder like i remember it was a um i think it was a a muhammad ali quote where he was having an interview and he said so if i see a bunch of snakes coming in my direction but i know i know there's some good snakes in there some snakes who want to do right am i supposed to go ahead and close do i close the door on all of them or do i open the door and let those few come in like which what what are you actually asking me so you're basically telling me because there's some white people who are supposed to be great i'm supposed to ignore all the ones who are trying to kill me
1: white people do not know how to think outside of a
0: outside of themselves
1: Outside themselves, like if we're talking about white people, the first thing they'll say, "Well, not me though,"
0: <laughs> <It's> not me. <laughs> which already tells me you're an opp. Like you're not even trying to listen to me or understand where I'm coming from as a human being. The only you can think is like, "Oh my God, I hope you don't think it's me."
1: A hit dog, will holler. Let me tell you something. Me and Sidney talk about the transphobia that a lot of Black gay men or just Black queer folks in general have, and you don't hear me. Well, I'm not. That ain't me. That- <laughs> like come- if it don't apply, let it fly.
0: How crazy would that be if you were to go bring up an issue and you'd be like, well, as someone who was a gay man, um, like, what do, you, what do you think is happening here? <laughs> like, it's like when men, whenever you say something, and they're like, not all men. And I'm just like, oh, you talking about this, it's you then. It means it's you. That's what that's what You, you would
1: mean. never hear me say, not all police, not all white people, not all men. Cause at the end of the day, you know who you are, and white people, y'all do not deserve the luxury of being. Oh well, not all. Of it's all of y'all until it's none of y'all. Period. <laughs> I'm there. not not nice. No, I'm not friendly. If that, I don't care that you're offended. It's in your nature to be offended. I really do not care. Okay, and
0: that's and that's just the damn
1: truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so time for the next topic that I'm just gonna go ahead and have you take because um yeah.
1: So lately, as we all know, like homophobia and transphobia has been on the rise. Um we recently had a black gay man who was unfortunately killed from a hate crime. Um says here a man was fatally stabbed in confrontation as he was dancing at a gas station. O'Shea Sibley, 28 years old, was voguing when men attacked him with gay slurs and told him to stop. Um, and then afterwards, they stabbed him. It was a group of guys. And my thing is, is this is exactly what the fuck we be talking about when we say all we want to do is exist. But you motherfuckers equate existing to it being forced. You just don't want us to exist. Because he was literally minding his own fucking business and they came up to him and killed him. So once again, it's never been about, oh, it's about the kids or y'all trying to force this agenda. You just don't like the existence of queer folks. And you just need to, just like I tell fucking white people, just be honest and own your title because your actions are making up for the title. My question
0: is, Where is y'all's pro-Blackness now? Y'all seem to be all about it, but I haven't heard shit about this man who was literally just on his own voguing with his friends when a white man came up to him and stabbed him in the chest. Where's the pro-Blackness, pro-Black people? Or was he doing too much? And that's why it was okay for him to be killed so that's okay as the reason why you're sitting on your ass right now and you ain't got shit to say or is it because you only care about certain black
1: people and this is why i said during the whole george floyd incident i said if black i said straight black men if george floyd was gay and feminine would you still have the same energy like be out in the streets and stuff And a lot of y'all got mad, but you know that it's true. You wouldn't. Just like in this case, y'all are silent, but deadly. So once again, does your Blackness include all or just a select few? And the select few is just straight people, straight Black men, because this is why intersectionality is so important. Y'all want so hard, so badly Mm. to separate queerness from Blackness. You can never do that. History will prove otherwise. We have always been here. There's nothing you can do about it. And mm. it's funny think, it's funny that you think you can move forward by, okay, black women over here. Oh, you black and gay can't be able, can't be with us, oh, black and trans. You think you're gonna win this battle just by yourselves? Mm. I can't, y'all are not serious people.
0: And and you you really never have been. And I remember the first time that you said that about George Floyd. I had to really look within myself because even when you first said it, I was like. They would. They they would march. And then as we continued the conversation, I realized how stupid and naive I sounded. Because when Saucy Santana was shot at, nobody gave a fuck. They said he was doing too much. When, when, when it happens to black queer people. Y'all are fucking silent, yet we constantly and will overtly show up for y'all. So when Jess Hilarious was like, who's gonna fight for us? I'm like the same black queer folks who have been fighting for black women all of this time.
3: Ooh.
1: Yeah, it's really, uh, y'all don't wanna be free. I see now y'all do not wanna be free. You just want privilege. You think someday you, you, you too will have white men's privilege. It's not going to work for you. I, I hate to tell you that. Um, selective right. out, y'all just pick and choose. I don't take y'all seriously. And I stand by what I said, because I saw a few of y'all talking about, well, that's sad, but we try, this is not really a black issue because it ain't got to do with the police and black people. <laughs> y'all just don't a fuck about queer folks, be- and even if they're black. You don't see it as a black thing, you only see it as a white. You queer equals white to a lot of y'all. So you don't give a damn. No. Nope. And that that's it is what it is.
0: And I want to say that speaks volumes for you as black people to constantly not fight for black queer folks as we continually fight for you. I and I will go ahead and give that a caveat. I will continue to fight for Black people, but the minute that I figure out that you hate us, I don't give a fuck if you're dead already. Once I figured out that you was
1: not for us, I take the cape off real quick. Because why would I keep breaking my neck to fight for someone who doesn't give a fuck if I exist or not? Or hell, sometimes even celebrate if I'm dead. Some <laughs> of y'all be... I see some of you motherfuckers every time a Black trans woman die, that's good, we trying to... We're trying to clean out the black. Like, y'all be celebrating. So, yeah, like Sydney said, I will always continue to fight for black folks. But as soon as I find out, like, a black, a black person is not for black queer folks, Dr. Umar, I, I won't give a damn because he won't care if I'm dead. No, he won't. In fact, he will rationalize as to why you died. Which is
0: why we have to continue to speak up for ourselves and to say our piece because if we don't, when you kill us, you will tell everybody that we liked it. Mm. (sighs) Anyway.
1: That's it for that.
0: Listen, listen. Anyway, so now down to the last topic, which by the way, I just want to say this shit fucked me up this fucked up my day and I don't like to say that things on TikTok really be fucking up my day I saw this shit and I was like okay I have to send this to Aaron because I have to process him I (laughs) I gotta process what I just heard so um I'm gonna just I'm gonna just have Aaron play it and we're gonna listen to it and we'll come back with our commentary
2: because child, I got a headache. NBC News had just put out this eight-page spread on Lizzo and everything that's going on within her tour. She's currently being sued for claims that she created a hostile work environment where former dancers say that they were weight shamed and harassed. Now, we have to get into this story, and again, this is all alleged. Now, according to NBC News, three of Lizzo's dancers have accused the singer of harassment, and creating a hostile work environment, according to a lawsuit that they filed today. They also alleged that she pressured one of them to touch a nude performer at an Amsterdam show and subjected the group to excruciating audition after leveling false accusations that they were drinking on the job. Now, the dancers also accused Lizzo, a performer who was known for embracing her body positivity and celebrating her physique, of calling attention to one dancer's weight gain and later berating and then firing that dancer after she recorded a meeting because of a health condition. Mm -hmm. There's more. I'm just... Mm -hmm. Now, in the lawsuit, Lizzo's dance team captain was accused of proselytizing, which means like trying to recruit to other performers and deriding those who had premarital, while sharing lewd fantasies, stimulating, and you can read that, publicly discussing the of one of the plaintiffs. Wow. Now the suit does claim that they didn't know if Lizzo knew of the allegations of the dance captain, who goes by the name of Charlene Quigley, but the plaintiffs believe the singer was aware of the complaints about her, according to their lawyer, Ron, and I'm not going to butcher his last name, but here's the last name of one of the attorneys. Now, not just that, but the suit also brings claims of religious and racial harassment, false imprisonment, interference with prospective economic advantage and other allegations now in the claim they're saying that the stunning nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated the performers seems to go against everything that Lizzo had publicly stood for I mean some of these claims I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shrink myself and please pause to read this claim right here this is insane Now, in this claim seen here below, it says that in one instance, the former dancers asked to be compensated for their downtime at the rate of 50% for their weekly pay, according to the suit. And then accountant allegedly responded to the request by offering 25% and scolding them for being unacceptable and disrespectful. They're also alleging only the cast members comprised of full-figured women of color were ever spoken to in this manner. So in a nutshell, they didn't treat the other full-figured da- women dancers who were of other races, uh, I'm assuming just white, not like this, but only women of color. I gotta make a part two because there's so much more. Girl,
1: this is why I say like social relationships <laughs> because you really think you like when you attach yourself to celebrities like this and you think that you know them and that they know you, you get some shit like this. These you don't we don't know these people. It's great. I know it sucks because it's Lizzo. I didn't think Lizzo. Lizzo. So, yeah, I don't I'm not going to say too much on it because I'm I'm speechless. Honestly, <laughs> I really hope it's.
0: I, I, who- in the toxic part of my brain was like i hope this is a misunderstanding but how could it be <laughs> it's a whole lawsuit with i incur i'm going to make sure that when i uh post this episode you're going to be able to see all of the links from everything that we played in the bio so please make sure to um, look at all four or five parts that um that has had, as you said, parasocial relationships has fucked us up really deeply. Because me hearing it, my first thought was, cause it was my little sister. You know, know she, she came up to me. She was like, have you heard about Lizzo? And I was just like, what you mean? And she was like, you find out for yourself child. And just walked away. Like she was fucking Batman or some shit. So I went and I was looking it up. And when I actually see this, I'm just like, this can't be true. That was my first gut reaction. This can't be true. All because I like Lizzo so much. I had to go ahead and wake myself up. Um, I had to wake myself up and be like, Sydney, well, that's fucking toxic. Uh, you, you can't just hear so That's not true. Not my Blazo. You don't know that bitch.
1: Yeah, like, they don't know you. Like that, you don't know them, and they don't know you. Like pale social relationships are like really get you fucked up. That's why, like, I don't stand anyone. You will never and y'all, and y'all know I love Beyonce down, for example. But you're not God gonna was- see. But she is a capitalist hurry and jay-z are capitalists and they do not know what it's like to be in our shoes so this whole oh just quit your job you know they don't know they will never know but yeah um it, this this is very unfortunate news but when i think about celebrity culture it's like girl it could be anyone
0: i hate to close out the show with that um because it's like what a fucking downer especially the time that I have gone off on this podcast, writing for this bitch, it makes me really, really upset. Um, it would be wonderful if it just came out like, oh, these bitches are just all lying on her. But have um, we have seen in the past, when black women go up against people of power, we always believe the people in power and not the black women. And I'm not gonna be on the wrong side of history. And as we said, um, in reference to the Carly Russell situation, which we're just, I'm just going to lightly touch on um, before I get out of here. You guys were salivating at this story. As soon as you found out she was lying, you were literally saying that she's going to be the reason that nobody believes black women. You already don't believe black women. Don't use Carly Russell as an excuse. Let's be let's be fucking for real, and yeah. obviously the bitch has a mental issue. <laughs> we're not gonna pretend she not cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's the fucking truth, cause you did a lot. But we're also not about to go ahead and pretend that we don't see society for exactly the way it is in the way this Carly Russell situation played the fuck out, because a lot of you showed your ass. Mm-hmm. Just gonna be perfectly honest. And um, Aaron and I will never feel bad for believing black women. You will never shame me for believing black women. Um, and at the end of the day, there are constantly white people just on the street calling the police on black folks and getting us killed who don't go to jail. Right? So why you wanna give her jail time so bad? only tells me how racist and fucked up and misogynist this conversation really is. That's all.
1: When you live in a white supremacist world, uh, especially with misogynist war, black women do not get to be uh, held accountable or like slap on the wrist like we do parents. It's automatic burn at the stake because how dare you as a black woman think that you, how dare you? And it's so bad you even have other black women saying, c- celebrating her being, her being punished.
0: I'm so disappointed in us. <laughs> and I'm not going to do what they do and separate. No, you're just us. You're just the worst possible version. Uh, anyways, so uh, I hate to end it on a downer, but shit, we're still alive. So we still up a little bit, kind of. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Earth is Ghetto podcast. Uh, me and Aaron absolutely love and adore uh, being able to give you these shows as bi-weekly as we can, cause life be happening.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but uh, more than anything, <laughs> we are gonna continue to be a safe space for Black queer people, Black femmes, and Black people that support the Black queer community.
1: Period. Period. You can listen to all of our episodes on all streaming platforms, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, apple Podcasts, literally anywhere um if also if you are black and queer and would like to be a part of the podcast email or dm me or sid and again must be black and queer um and uh, yeah but um we will see about scheduling you for a show period um you can follow me on instagram uh erin 8077 is my username and sydney what's your instagram
0: Um, it is not your magical negro me is k-n-e-e underscore g-r-o uh so um but of course uh we love you we miss you i hope you enjoy the show and just remember being queer is african and we will see you in the next one
1: bye house
0: peace